Hello and welcome to Cracked Open, a podcast guiding you on your journey to becoming a vessel of unconditional love. This is your host, Beck Mylonis, High Priestess, Channel, and Activator. Join me on this series as I share reflections, insights, and channel transmissions from my journey of walking the initiation path. Each episode is a unique transmission containing supportive frequencies to facilitate the deepest healing, activation, and reconnection with your soul. I invite you to open your mind and set the intention to receive this episode into your heart space. Let's go. Welcome back, beautiful souls, to another episode of Cracked Open. Uh, becoming a vessel of unconditional love today here with me i have aaron lazar <laughs> did i say it right i think i got it right, yeah, um, who, did, right. <laughs> amazing who's a multi-dimensional psychic and akashic record expert a channel to galactic light beings an energy worker and to sum it all up a modern day wizard Aaron's mission is to unlock your divine potential by liberating the flow of your energy and guiding you back to full sovereignty. I've had the privilege of working with this beautiful man on several occasions, and I can say he is a master in his field. He really knows what he's doing. Um, We were connected through his partner, Ria, who we've also had the privilege of working with. So I'm so excited to have you here. It feels really full circle to have you here, particularly as I was on the podcast that you guys have, which was an awesome episode. Um, so to begin with, I would love to introduce you to my audience by just asking you a little bit about, I know your backstory is, is interesting. It all kind of like came online and, and it was online and then it shut down and then it was like, boom, it come, comes back. So tell us a little bit about how you got here to be doing what you're doing and um, a little bit about all of that. Thank you. Um, well, first of all, it's uh, it's really cool to be here. Thank you. Thank you very much. Um, and, you know, it's uh, I would say that my story really is kind of um, I mean, everybody's journey is unique, isn't it? So, you know, I don't want it to sound cliche, but I remember sort of my third eye being opened um, firmly sort of 23 years ago. So I'm 43 now. And I remember when I was sort of 20 years old, uh, going on uh, spiritual development classes with my then uh, mentor, now my friend, um, sort of a very powerful spiritualist medium. Um, And he was running sort of development classes. And I thought, wow, that sounds really, really cool. I'd always had, even when I was sort of a child, just this interest in UFOs and aliens and paranormal. And I remember sort of looking out of my bedroom window when I was sort of eight years old and you know in my mind's eye seeing the tv and radio waves across the sky and back then we only had sort of five tv channels you know back in the 1980s there wasn't many um so you know it's I've I've always been sort of I lived a normal childhood but always been a bit sort of you know sort of on the the fringe of what society would consider sort of weird I guess um and a good friend of mine when I was sort of 20 was running spiritual development classes and I decided to go along. And for one of a better word, he kind of switched on my third eye. He opened it up. And from that point, it was as if everything, all the TV stations and all the radio stations wanted to come through at the same time. So it was just crazy. Like there was so much going on in my head. I felt like I was losing my mind and I was losing control. I couldn't control it. And I was 20 years old. And I felt like I was having a mental breakdown. And I was like, well, this is just crazy. And it it was, it interested me, but it scared me at the same time. And it was fine while I was developing at this at the weekend and giving messages and learning to read tarot card and all that kind of stuff. But then when I'm, you know, I was working a job at the time and, you know, I let's say I had work on a Wednesday and let's say I'm trying to sleep on a Tuesday night and at 11 o'clock I'm seeing stuff moving across the room. I'm feeling really heavy dark energies in the room seeing shadows and it just petrified me and I just I kind of freaked out um didn't really protect myself uh, but just kind of wanted my life back so I made a conscious decision and just pushed it all away from me and that's when I was 20 and to be fair from that point I ran ran around living a fairly normal life inverted commas played I was a fully paid up member of the matrix paid my taxes believed the voting system and believed the mainstream media uh, you know, went around sort of just a fully fledged member of the system, consumed, chased money, built businesses. Um, and then it was kind of later on in my life that the universe kind of, you know, brought me back firmly into alignment, really. 
I, I experienced, I guess, my second awakening, but this one probably would be the great awakening where the universe basically just punched me in the face and I had no, I had no way to kind of escape or look the other way or even run the other way. It just was what it was. Um, and then from there, uh, it was, I was just kind of opened up to sort of higher states of consciousness, really. Um, I was connecting to energies that I then instantly knew to be the Arcturians and then started to connect with different races, um, started receiving downloads and upgrades. And it kind of just it just accelerated from there, really. Um, so, yeah, kind of that's kind of me, I guess, up to, up to this point. Now I kind of teach and I coach people, um, you know, how to sort of work with the equipment they've been born with, because everybody can do it. It's not just sort of, you know, people who are gifted or chosen everybody who's got a solar consciousness and a pineal gland can kind of do it it's just the system just doesn't teach you how to do how to operate it really that's all amazing thank you for that beautiful story um and it's so interesting that we can be so connected and then choose to shut it all off <laughs> and we're like nope it's too much i'm freaked out and i shut it all off and i feel like a lot of people do that particularly in childhood we're very active. We have these very active minds. We're tuned into all these things and then it, it becomes unbearable and we tune it off. Um, something that I would love to, you know, riff on because you'd mentioned it is that when you start opening some of us who are naturally very open, I had this experience myself, it's that radio station picking up all the freaking things all the time. And I know you took me in one of our sessions together in a process of like dialing into specific frequencies. So if you have advice for someone like me, when I started, and it's like literally like my channel opened and it was like, um, what's the word I want to use? Like a free for all. Um, and I didn't really know what I was even connecting to. And it was very overwhelming. So if someone's finding themselves in that situation, how do they discern? Um, what's the best thing for them to do in that situation? I pressed. <laughs> I meant to press mute. It's okay. Okay. Shall I start? Yeah. Okay. Um, so the best thing really when uh, when somebody's opening up for the first time is primarily there needs the person needs to have spiritual protection around them um, because the, the best way to describe this and it's basically what happened to me is when your third eye opens for the first time or, or your channel opens or whatever you want to call it it's the same thing really it's like your receiver into the, the quantum field for frequency um, it's like a beacon going off and basically because it's like a beacon to anything which is kind of um anything that wants to come through of all polarities and it could be the most amazing stuff of the light but there could be demonic stuff there could be low astral beings it, it just doesn't matter you kind of open and and it's going whoop, whoop, within the quantum field like a lighthouse basically and like everything wants to try and come through so you're going to need to protect yourself so what I that would be my first recommendation is go through spiritual shielding protocols. The most basic one that you can do is covering yourself in white light, although that only works while you're still focusing on covering yourself in white light. There is sort of quantum architecture you can create around yourself, um, build walls of energy and domes and do all that kind of amazing stuff, um, which sort of prevents X, Y and Z from coming in. Uh, you can do that. Um, but when you're um, sort of sufficiently protected, let's say, then you can start to explore who you're going to connect to or what you're going to connect to. Um, and I would just say, find yourself, you know, if, if you want to go out and figure this out yourself, go ahead and do that. If you want to find somebody experienced who can guide you, go ahead and do that. Whatever feels sovereign for you and whatever feels in alignment with um, what you truly want to do, like your true desire and not an imposed or false desire, what you truly, truly want to do. If you want to figure out yourself or give that a go, go ahead. If you don't, get somebody to help you. Um, and then what I would do is um, pay attention to how the frequency of what you're connecting to makes you feel. Like if you get a sinking feeling in your stomach or it feels bad, it's probably bad. If it feels light and airy and high vibrational, then it's probably okay. But again, it just comes down to discernment and practice, I guess. And different races have different kind of flavors or energies. I don't suppose you would be open in this transmission to introducing us to maybe one or two different flavors for those who are open and available. If there's any races coming forward, no pressure. But if that feels I can't, it's just dropping in the zone. Um, so let me just let me just see. And it's it's not whoever wants to come forward. It's, it's just think of it like all of these energies are around us all the time. 
playing like different radio stations. So like around you right now in the room, if you had an forget the sort of digital, um, you know, DB radio, but if you had like an old analog where you're hearing the white noise between stations and a dial kind of thing, if you were um, just tuning that in like a like a, a radio, you would find probably 30, 40 different radio stations in the same room as you right now, right? And it's basically, it's no different. So all you're going to do with your consciousness and or what I'll do here when I bring this energy is I'm just tuning into the frequency band of that energy and just bringing it in or sort of, I, I, I know it sounds a bit flowery, but sort of embodying that frequency, bringing it yeah. in, um, which then allows it to permeate and people can feel it. But it's just, that's, it's just a case. Yeah. Of that's absolutely what I do with my Shakti and how I activate people. So I understand that it's like yeah, you, this you is guys what it means to be a vessel. I talk about that a lot on here, but we're meant to be a blank canvas for that frequency to come through. So that's so beautiful. And yeah, let's do it. Let's, I'm excited. Okay. So let me just see. Let me just, I, I, just, I want to give like a contrast um, so people can feel it because some of them it's like um, they're very, very similar. It's like different shades of the same color. So I want to get some contrast coming in here so people can really feel the difference between between them. So I'm fee I'm thinking I'm thinking Pleiadian and I'm thinking Syrian. So one is like off the charts, like really, really high vibrational. And the other one's like really grounding and feels like a big, heavy comfort blanket. Okay, so what I'll do, we'll go up and then come down. So what I'll do is like I'll bring I'll bring Pleiadian in, and what I, what I'll do is just sort of almost bleed this frequency. Bleed's not the right word, but just sort of send this frequency out and just like it'll be retained in the recording of this. So anybody tuning into it will feel it. Um, and then what I'll do is clear our field, settle us down, and then we'll just bring some Syrian in, and then people will just feel you can feel the energy. And and so if you're if you're sensitive tune in to how this feels if you're not so sensitive just pay attention to each of these examples and just see how you feel in your stomach in the pit of your stomach or how you feel in your body pay attention to what's kind of lighting up or what isn't um and yeah let's see how it goes okay so just before we begin just closing this off to anything which is not the light or the highest vibration, uh, closing off my aura, closing off the aura of this podcast, protecting everybody else that's uh, kind of tuning into this and, and listening and sanctifying this. I'll also um, bring each and every one of us into sovereignty after this. So we're not kind of when we leave this process, because obviously if I'm bringing energy in, we kind of create like a mini grid. So like and it's not good to remain connected afterwards. So what I'll do, I'll disconnect everyone. So we're all kind of like in sovereignty afterwards energetically which is kind of important in the quantum field is we, we go around leaving trails of stuff everywhere. So just wanted to put that out there. Okay. So um, like, I'm just assuming you're okay with this, Beck. Can I just get your consent that you're happy for me to do this? hundred percent. I'd yeah. love for you to do this. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and I'm okay. amplifying so, what you're well, sending. So it's, it's going to be good. <laughs> okay, cool. Cool. Anybody watching this again, because everything I do comes down to consent and I don't sort of take implied consent either. So I'm not just taking the fact that you're listening to this. Are so you happy with it? I'm, I'm actually asking you. So if you're happy to feel this energy, um, just send out, a if you're listening to the recording, just send out a telepathic yes, that'll be fine. If if not, then just sit it out, don't do anything and you won't be affected by it. Um, I love that. Yeah. Not, not that you're going to be affected anyway, but it's just like, I just don't like imposing anything on anybody without sort of that being okay. So, okay. So just give you a second, either a yes telepathically or just kind of sit where you are if you're listening. Okay, cool. Right. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to connect the Pleiadians first. Just give me a second and give me a swig. So I'm just now coming outside of my body. Coming up. Here we go, here we go, here we go. Go, 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 go. Down it comes, down it comes, down it comes. So I can feel this now throughout my uh, chest and I'm feeling tingles at my legs and at my body. It's almost like I'm I'm used to this frequency because um, I work with the Pleiadians a fair bit. But the first time I encountered this frequency, I was literally doing star jumps around the living room. I was just wanted to kind of like do star jumps and press-ups and run around the living room. And it was just kind of... Um, it was just kind of a bit physically overwhelming. It's very, very, very high vibrational, very, very, very high vibrational on high on a frequency perspective is Pleiadian energy. It's ex excellent for uh, flushing the field. So if you're looking for a cleansing frequency, 
this is very, very, very good. So what I'm doing now, if, if uh, just to kind of give you a commentary on what I'm feeling, I'm tuned into their energy. It's almost like their collective consciousness. And it's like I'm channeling this frequency down mentally and I'm just blasting this out like a transmitter. So just feel this energy as it comes out. I think Beck will be amplifying it, she said. So just allow this to come through and just feel that. Feel that, feel that, feel that. This is Pleiadian energy, Pleiadian frequency. Keep it going, keep it going, keep it going, keep it going, keep it going. Okay, and settle, 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 settle. I'm just sending gratitude to the Pleiadians. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Okay, so just let you feel settle. I'm going to bring in something more grounding in a minute, and you'll have a, you'll have a reference point then between the two, and you'll feel the difference. You'll feel the difference. So everybody, just settle. So think of this. There we go. You should have feel you should feel that sort of um, buzzing, like that um, jitteriness. Just now, drain, just ground it, drain it, drain it, drain it, drain it. So, think of this like being in a perfume shop where you're sniffing all these different scents, and then like if you you notice what they'll do is give you a little jar of coffee beans or a little thing of coffee beans just to reset your palate, so you 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 know it's gonna smell again. So just think of what we're doing now. Just ground the excess energy to Gaia, to the earth. So to visualize that going down, you should feel it go. Your nervous system go and relax. So just let that go. Let that go, let that go, let that go. And this is the equivalent of sniffing the coffee beans and then just cleansing your field. And I just want you to don't engage with what we just did, but just remember how it made you feel. Very high vibrational. Very high vibrational. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to tune into another race in a second. So my little analog radio receiver is now going to tune into a different radio station. And then I'm just going to embody this frequency and allow blast it out and allow you to feel it. So just pay attention to how it feels in the body. It's going to feel very different. So the first one was the Pleiadians. This one's going to be Syrian. So just give me a second. So a drink of water. And this is just a behind the scenes for you. Um, what I'm actually doing is, is channeling while I'm doing this. And anybody who's a channel will attest to this that you get you physically get really, really hot and you start sweating and stuff when you start channeling. I don't know what causes it. There must be some physiological medical reason why it happens, but it's just it's true of anybody that channels, and I'm no different. I've got a fan going here, but I'm and I'm in Costa Rica and it's really, really hot. So just give me a second just to clear my mind. Okay, I'm just tuning into the Syrians. Okay, I can just feel it coming in now. It just feels a lot heavier. I feel ground, more grounded. So you'll feel grounded with this. I'm connecting into them. And it's like a big, heavy comfort blanket as it comes down around. I feel I'm being embraced by something that's like, you know, those like, like anxiety blankets and you would have this weighted blanket around you. I feel very firmly planted into my seat in my bum on the, the cushion here. And it's like a big protective comfort blanket. Just feel that. I'm just embodying this and sending it out. And, and Beck will be am amplifying this. So just feel how this feels in your body. Like I feel this around my midriff and my stomach and I'm just planted into the floor. My whole field feels like it's weighted down. Not in a like constricted way, but in a nice way. I just feel like I'm just under this comfort blanket. And this Syrian frequency, they are fantastic, by the way. Their, their frequency is amazing for shielding, for protection. I use Syrian frequency all the time. Um, Syrian uh, is good for healing frequency. That You can remove things like seals um, and dissolve grids and things like this. It's fantastic for Syrians. Just feel that energy. Just very, very grounding energies. So you should feel it around your stomach area, maybe around the solar plexus. Just like a... Mm, just the heaviness. So just feel it. And there's a big contrast between the first set of frequency and this. Feels very different in the body, right? So just as it comes through, I'm just sending this out. Oh, I love the Syrian so much. Okay, three, two, one. Okay, just going to break this. And by the way, that was just an example of the frequency. There's no codes transmission. There's no activation. There's nothing coming out. There's just for you to get a flavor of the energy. That's all. So I'm just disconnecting from the Syrians now. Just ground that extra energy. Just ground it. You should just feel your whole nervous system go. Uh, just visualize it going down. Ground the energy. Thank you so much to the Syrians. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. You're legends. I love so much connecting to you. Um, I've learned so much. Um, 
nothing but the utmost respect for you and your energies and uh, it's just thank you so much again just coming back okay i'm just going to go through the uh, sovereignty protocol because again we did a little bit of energetics there so there'll be a grid now connected between us so any energetic cords ties or bonds created uh, between us either consciously or unconsciously as a part of what we've done here as a part of this process, I now disconnect, I dissolve, I rescind, and I send all this energy back to source. What I'd like all of you to do, I'd like you to visualize all of your energy coming back in a stream into your solar plexus, and that's you sucking your own energy back. So think of it like taking back your own um, sort of property, like your energy that you, you've, you, you would have given out through that connection. So just everybody just visualize this beam of energy that you're sucking back into your solar plexus. You're taking your own energy back, nobody else's. So again, I declare any energetic cords, ties, or bonds created between us consciously or unconsciously as part of this process. I disconnect, I dissolve, I rescind, and I send all this energy back to source. As each and every single one of us comes back into complete and utter sovereignty as a group of independent souls and consciousnesses. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Namaste. Okay, cool. Thank you. That was awesome. And um, I'm you're glad for many people, uh, I think, that listened to this wouldn't have had that. Excuse me, my bloody stuffy nose. Give me one second. <laughs> um wouldn't have had that point of reference right to be like oh I know what I'm feeling and I remember when I started feeling the Syrians I had no idea they had to keep showing me pyramids and all these things till I got it and I was like oh yeah okay cool so it can be a bit like that and it's so helpful to have that like you said the phone book of like oh I know what this feels like um I guess the question yeah. I want to ask is how do people know like what their origin their starseed origin do we all have a starseed origin like I kind of know the answer to this but I think it's an interesting question to ask um do we have more mm -hmm. than one like what kind of would indicate a certain origin or are there certain things to look for so you've you've basically um the the so you've got this basically starseed the sole origin is basically your first incarnation that you've experienced um and then that can be vastly different to where you've come in from if you're a starseed you might not be a starseed you know you might you might you might have um your last incarnation might have been human who knows you know it just no it doesn't mean that uh just because you have a fascination in galactics ufos and you know you you romantically like the idea of being a starseed that you are one it, it's not it's not a given um however i've worked with a lot of people who are and I know that there's a lot of um, sort of numbers, like 144,000 that's banded around and um, a lot of this this kind of thing. I, I get the feeling that there's a lot more than that. Um, but, you know, there's ways that, that you can find out. Um, so a couple of ways is to listen to some light language. That would be the first way, which is nice and easy. Um, and the reason you would do that is each light language transmission or language it's not so much about the sounds being made, it's the energy behind it, it's the frequency. And each light language or light transmission or each race transmission feels very different. And so just pay attention to which one resonates and which one makes you light up. And that's an indication that either you've lived a significant life or you've come here from there. So that's the first way. Another way is um, I... One of the things that I do is um, I'm able to read or I'm able to operate within the Akashic realm in its entirety. And that includes the terrestrial block and the galactic block or the galactic hall. Um, and I, I actually read people's galactic records and I'm able to tell people their soul mission, where they've come in from, what their origin is. Um, and it's super interesting in the Akashic records because um, you've got terrestrial records and you've got galactic records. Your terrestrial records actually are held within your DNA of your body. So if, if you take a whole sort of helix of DNA and you took all the information in there, wrote that in a book, you'd have a book with a million pages. That's how much information is contained within that, right? So there's no junk DNA at all. So all of your Akashic records are in your physicality in here. The galactic ones, however, they're held at your soul and your higher self. So this is why there's two blocks. You've got one inside the body in here. So anybody reading the Akashic records, if it's terrestrial, they actually they'd actually be tuning into a person's body, actually reading reading a person on a cellular level. And it, and the galactic side of things is dealt with at the higher self and soul. Um, so you can kind of either learn to, to do it yourself. Everybody's got the ability to learn to read the Akashic Records. I run the Akashic Mastery Academy every, every year. I teach people inside there how to become practitioners. 
or find somebody or you can listen to light language i would say and that's going to be a good way to to get going hi beautiful souls just interrupting this broadcast for just a minute if you are looking to connect to different beings of interdimensional races to have an open channel where you have discernment and precision in who and what you're channeling this is your invitation to join us in psychic as fuck we start this week it's not too late to join i will be closing the doors next week which will be the start of october for those of you watching this um and some or listening to this in some future timeline but it's not too late to join us inside this container i will be helping you to activate your channel your psychic abilities your intuition i'll be teaching you advanced protection techniques a lot of the stuff we talk about in this episode so if this episode has pinged something for you and you're excited to learn more please come join us check it out i'll put the link down in the show notes and i'm gonna let you get back to this episode it's something that random thought dropped into my mind do you think it's just starseed to have gifts or soul missions or do you think humans have them too um i think there's this a lot of like ego that comes behind i'm a starseed i'm so special like and people get really identified with that which is why i avoided all the galactic stuff for a really long time um but i'm just curious your opinion or like your take on that um yeah i, I suppose ego does come into it a little bit and i say this with love i genuinely do um but every, everybody likes to feel a bit special, like, like it means something kind of thing, right? Um, but, it, you know, I would say that whether you're, whether somebody is or a soul is a star seed or not, let's say you're not, it doesn't take away from the fact that you can still contribute in a massive way. It doesn't really matter. And, you know, let's say that you're, let's say that you're not, you can still contribute to the ascension here on earth. You can still play your part. And you can spread un unconditional love and kindness and actually make a difference and contribute in this lifetime. Because, you know, this, I just want to say to everybody, listen to this. It's not going to be, your, your, it's not your first barbecue and it's certainly not going to be your last barbecue. You're, you're going to go, you've got, you've got, you know, many more barbecues to come after this one. So, you know, don't get too hung up on, oh, I've got to be a starseed and I've got to be here. I've got to be here for a mission. You know what? Just contribute in your own way, I would say. And, um, don't get too sort of hung up on titles and, and X, Y, and Z. I think that everybody here, regardless of history, can make a difference in a positive way here on Earth and, and difference to the ascension. You know, if you're if whoever it is is listening to this, you, you're obviously sort of interested in energy and frequency or you'd be listening to some nutrition podcast or you'd be listening to some sports podcast or some Aussie football podcast or whatever but obviously you're interested in energy and you're obviously consciously a bit awakened or a lot awakened and that tells me that you're on the right path so just sort of tune into how you want to serve and what makes a difference to you and what you actually love to do you know and if you can if you can serve or make a difference doing something that you absolutely love then you've you've nailed it because that's basically that even whether you're a star or not that's all a star seeds um soul contract is i don't like the word contract because it sounds a bit 3d and a bit kind of small print and you know terms and conditions kind of thing then it? it's not very you know it sounds a bit restrictive but i prefer the term sort of alignment blueprint for that kind of thing so what that means is that you get an alignment blueprint so you've come here for a reason let's say and as long as you fall under the umbrella of what of uh what you came here to do then that represents alignment for you and that represents joy happiness fulfillment which is basically coming back to what you love to do. So it's kind of just figure out what it is you love to do and, and do that. And it's just, that's basically what it is. I love how simple that is and how much pressure I've been doing a lot of podcasts. By the way, I also want to say that the people attracted to this podcast totally are like on a journey. <laughs> like it's very strong frequency coming through this podcast. So people wouldn't really be here unless they were on some sort of spiritual journey. Um, so I love you all <laughs> and I see you all. But uh, as I was saying, like, I've been talking a lot about the pressure we put on ourselves to have this massive mission and like, oh my God, I have to fulfill it. And if I don't fulfill it, I fucked up. And it's really not that it's, it can be so simple. It can be just tuning into our joy. Um, I would love to talk about your, you mentioned the Ascension process and what's your take on that? I know that you work a lot with, or you get a lot of messages or visit the, um, the Galactic Federation and receive messages yeah. from them kind of like on our progress how we're tracking so it's a multi kind of <laughs> faceted question one is like what do you see 
is this ascension process that's happening like in your framework of understanding and two where are we at like where is it going what messages have you been receiving what are you feeling into at the moment big question but just take it well goodness me there's there's loads going on there so um around about inside of our membership called the quantum club i led i think it was like at the back end of last year i led a group and we did like a group sort of immersion for one of a better word where I led us to connect to the Galactic Federation and we connected to them and we actually witnessed it we were blessed there was a there was about sort of 50 of us and and we basically witnessed um think of the Galactic Federation as as like a big sort of Galactic Senate or Parliament that's kind of how it looks and they have this place of business that they all come around and each of the races has got two or three representatives and it was it was kind of emotional because um, the the Galactic Federation were voting. We actually witnessed it. They were voting on the withdrawal of the intruder races here on Earth. And this was last September. I did this like September 2022. I led this this thing. Um, and so it was voted for, and it was um, sort of enshrined into the Galactic Federation archives. We witnessed it, and. So basically, over the 12 to 18 months from that point, these with these intruder races were going to be withdrawing from this planet. And that's all the ones that are basically here harvesting energy, causing crap, basically, and causing uh, the problems on here. But what was interesting was that there was two spare seats that we saw that were sitting there. And that was, those two seats had been formed there, and I'm getting goosebumps here, but there was two seats that had been formed ready for humanity to take their place at the Galactic Federation. There was a space for a man and there was a space for a woman because of the divine masculine and feminine, so that there's a blend of both both energies there. Um, so I don't know how that's going to pan out, like who's going to be the representative, I, I don't know, but there was definitely two seats that had been made ready because we're about to go through this ascension now. And once we go through this ascension, um, we've met the terms required to take up representation at the Galactic Federation. So we're going to see it like in our lifetimes, we're going to see this. So that was the first thing that happened around September. And I want to tell you about sort of a date window that I was given about two and a half years ago, June, July 2024. I've spoken like until I'm blue in the face about this. Um, June, July 2024 is what I was given. And I was given that in 2020, right? Because I I basically, when the COVID madness was going on, I was living in Australia at the time. And it was just like, they were just going crazy over there. Borders were closing. And it was just like living in some time warp. I was like, what the hell is going on, on here? So I opened up and I wanted to know what was going on. So I thought, right, okay, I know what I can do. I'm just going to go to source and just find out what the, what the hell is going on. And like, you know, is, is it literally the end of days? Like, what the hell is going go, going on? So I opened up and I was given this uh, date window of June, July 2024 of when all of it kind of falls away. And you're going to you're going to see basically the matrix crumble at that point. And that's the systems of power and control and, and all of this kind of stuff. Like I say, in 2020, I was I was given this. So since then, I've discovered that all roads seem to be leading to Rome, right? And Rome being that June, July 2024 did. And so I also study classical feng shui, which is an ancient Chinese system of metaphysics that um, basically uh, the dynasties used to use in China. And it was about, um, so and it's not, don't think of, um, don't think of feng shui as in CDs and cats with paws doing this and all this nonsense. It's about heaven, earth, and man luck. So you ba- basically, it's tapping into the energies of the earth. It's tapping into the energies of the cosmos, which is a quantum field, and it's your birth chart and all this. So it all interacts with one another. And, you know, depending on what you do with your home, you get different outcomes. And But it's all to do with frequency. But that system shows that um, around the time of June, July next year, we move from period eight into period nine. Period eight was what we're leaving or is is leaving now at the minute, which is that patriarchy, which is that um, sort of um, sort of male dominated kind of you know hustle grind, bro marketing. Let's go, let's go, let's go, and we're moving into um, this spirit period nine, which is the divine union, and it's more of a spiritual age basically, which 
again, so consciousness is going to be at the forefront of the marketplace and everything else. That's just how it is. It's just a, it's a period. It's happened before. It's a cyclical thing, but we are just moving into this with uh, this period nine. Then you've got Pluto, which moves into Aquarius. If you want to look at astrology, and that the last time that happened was when the Roman Empire fell, and it signifies the end of ages and the end of empires. It destroys things and then it rebuilds things. That's what it does. That this uh, planetary alignment hasn't happened in our lifetime. The last time was the, well, like I say, the Roman Empire fell. So, like I say, all the ducks seem to be lined up now, pointing towards this window next year. And what's essentially going to happen is, uh, you know, when it when when it comes to this ascension, we've currently got two timelines that are operating parallel like this. Think of it like train tracks going off in the distance. One three, the three D timeline, and you've got the five D timeline, but they're parallel at the minute, like this. And you can interchange at the minute. You can hop from one to the other. It doesn't really matter like this, depending what your choice points are or, or whatever. You know, if you want to have a pessimistic outlook, you'll slide across and be on the 3D one. If you want to think of ascension, you'll slide across and, and it won't look any different, but you'll just be on these, these two things. What's going to happen at June, July next year is basically these two timelines are going to arc apart like that. And then what the what that means is that once they start to arc apart, there's going to be no jumping between like there is at the minute. You're either on one or you're on the other at that point. Um, what timeline one is, which is the 3D, that's where people are going to be controlled on CBDCs within a digital prison. You're going to be geofenced. Your currency isn't going to work outside of your 15 minute neighborhood and all that dystopic stuff. You can have the other timeline, which is sovereignty and freedom, and people are heading towards ascension. And ultimately, time in time, timeline one is the timeline which collapses and disappears. And it's timeline two that gets anchored in as the ascension timeline for Earth. But at the, we're on the tracks at the minute. You haven't got long to wait, really. You're going to start seeing big, big changes. You haven't got long, June, July next year. So it's we're, we're, we're there now. It's, it's I'm not already really feeling, to... yeah, the frequencies that have been coming through. We're doing this podcast for the record, guys, because I release these randomly. <laughs> 28th of June, mm. just after the solstice. The energies have been insane. So I'm feeling it. Um, I had a, a question of curiosity because I always think about this and I'm like, I get that like there's multiple timelines and then one's going to collapse and there's going to be this whole other reality. I'm wondering what your perception of like how we experience these timelines is, right? So an example I want to give to kind of like ask the question is for instance, during COVID and all of that and blah, 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 blah. My reality of that situation was it was still happening. It was still a thing. There were still restrictions, but I did not get personally affected by it. Like I was still able to travel freely everywhere I went. I wasn't, there was no road blockages, all the things that were happening to everyone else that didn't affect me. So is it like, it's still there and it's around you happening, but you're not affected by it. You're living in the same reality, but it's like what you're focusing and seeing, or is it like a complete different world where it doesn't even exist? Like, Oh, it's the first one that you said so it was the same for me in Australia so basically we looked at it and we were just guided just to kind of um, you know when we couldn't leave the country because of the wonderful Australian government that decided <laughs> to kind of stick in a permit system to leave the country it's absolutely crazy but basically we we uh, decided well you know what we're going to make the best of it we're actually going to stick a rooftop tent on the four by four and we're just going to go on a road trip and work from the road and, you know, I got client sessions um, as, as long as I can hotspot to my phone and I've got mobile network. I had a good data plan or data plan, as you guys say in Australia. But um, I had a good data plan with Amazim um, and um, it was pretty decent. So I thought, you know what, we can kind of work from the road. So over the COVID madness years, we ended up doing about 33,000 kilometers across Australia and we just kept dodging the border restrictions and the intra-border restrictions. And no matter where we went, it was free and it was open. And we didn't really plan it, but it was like, okay, Adelaide is in lockdown. And then by the time we're coming back down, two days before we entered, the border just dropped back down and allowed us back in. And it just seemed like we weren't even facing the restrictions that other people were be being affected by. Um, which you know, I count my count my blessings for, for for that. I know I know a lot of people, especially in Victoria, did it tough, and and I send my love to anybody from Victoria who um, went through what you went through. I'm really really sorry about that. Um, but yeah, I just we just seem to kind of avoid all the drama basically by just kind of being led where to go and what to do and and all of this kind of stuff. 
Um, and so it's going to kind of play out like that in a way. So, you know, people on 5D timeline, we're not suddenly going to go to a different planet. We're basically going to be up. It's like having a new operating system. Think of it like that. 5D consciousness is like an operating system. You know, like you would update your operating system of your Mac or, you know, you get Windows updates or whatever. And then all of a sudden your, your computer's got new features and whatever else. It's kind of like that. And so you're just going to be up. You're going to be living on the same planet but kind of with a new operating system, not restricted or imprisoned the way the, the people on the CBDCs are going to be. Because what they're, what, they're, they're, what they're trying to do, basically, is, you know, this is why you're seeing engineered um, inflation and why you're seeing, um, you know, to combat the inflation, interest rates going up. They're just draining people dry because what they want is people's resources disappeared. Um, so that's people hopefully in their in their eyes have no choice but to accept that CBDC. And once people are on it and it's programmable money, at that point, you know, if people are just issued sort of UBI or universal basic income, it's going to be very, very difficult for people at that point. But, you know, you will be sort of, that you will have a section of people who will be stuck in that system and then you'll have the people on the 5D timeline but we will kind of be walking amongst each other, if that makes sense. So it's like you were saying any first example. Yeah, I'm curious, like you said, the forces that we're here trying to control and, and like all of that stuff have been asked to leave. So how is this timeline still possible if they're leaving? Is it a human made thing? Like, is it just a human? Some humans are not ready so, to ascend. So they're going to get trapped into this lower. Well, so it's not it's not don't forget it's not just these intruder races that are causing all the havoc on earth you've yeah. got some you've got some human beings who are some pretty sickos as well you know and this includes the psychopaths in government and all that kind of stuff so just because the intruder races are leaving and the ones harvesting the energy and things like that you've still got a section of the human race that are just mental and psychopaths and that includes the people who are pushing forward these cbdc's and so, you know, there will still be people trying to push that evil, human beings trying to push that agenda. But ultimately, you know, it's going to be, you know, it's doomed to fail, really, because they're not going to capture everybody on it. And there's going to be billions upon billions of people who um, will elect to be on this timeline, too. They'll, they'll reject the CBDC and they'll actually go for sovereignty and freedom. There'll be billions of us. So they might capture a, a small percentage of the overall population, but they're not going to get everybody. So I'm curious what your if you buy into the solar flash theory. So guys, for no someone who doesn't know, there's a lot of people who are saying we're going to have this mass extinction level event of big energies influx coming in, and then after that, some of us, some people are saying there's going to be spaceships that come and take people who aren't ready to ascend to another planet to prepare them, and then the ones that are here are going to get this whole upgrade and various things. I'm curious. Giving your face, your reaction, I think I know where you might stand on that, but I'm curious I, as to what I, your perception is. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think, I don't, well, I don't sense that there's going to be some kind of solar flash. Um, I don't, I'm not, I'm not sensing that there's going to be, you know, the people who are not ready are going to get taken off and taken to some re-education ascension camp before they're ready to be brought back and introduced back to, the rest of us, I, I kind of, uh, that's kind of not, not, not how I see it. Um, yeah, I, I don't feel it or I don't see that. Interesting. What do you, what's your take on the energies that are coming in then? Cause they, to me, I, they're very real. Like every time there's a big energy wave, I'm like, whoa, I'm fucking having full oh, like God experiences. Yeah. <laughs> what I feel into that is that, you know, what we're just experiencing is that the frequency of Gaia, and the frequency of this whole situation is just increasing. And so, and everything seems to be accelerating and getting faster. Um, and I feel you're probably going to feel it more so, or you, you're going to continue to feel it up to the point where um, the timelines arc away from one another. Um, and I think at that stage, I don't think the frequency is going to keep increasing because it would have got to a level that allowed those timelines to split. And I think what it's going to be a case of is when the timeline split is just being able to hold that frequency then and just being able to embody it and a, a big part of that is actually healing your pain and trauma because um you know people who haven't yet been through this dark night of the soul and healed a lot of the stuff that's hurt us usually from childhood and 
Um, you know, as we before we have an awakening, um, you know, the matrix kind of layers in layers and layers and layers of pain and trauma. It can suck and it can be really hard. Um, but we we've got to make sure we, we're as healed as possible in order that we can hold that that energy, because otherwise those low vibrational, emotional uh, sort of pain and trauma that, that, that we've got in our bodies, if we're not careful, can anchor us into 3D, really. So we need yeah. to make sure that we can as clean as possible, as clear as possible by healing as much as we can. Yeah, absolutely. And those energies serve to clear that stuff from us. I notice whenever they come in, I'm like, I'm not even trying to heal some shit. <laughs> it's just coming up yeah. and it's clearing, which is beautiful. To kind of wrap up, I want to ask you what your perception of, oh my God, sorry, I'm so stuffy. Um, guys, I've got a cold in case you're wondering why I sound like a dude. Um, what your perception of this new timeline or this new earth or this sovereign free like what's your vision for it i'm always curious to ask people what their vision is because we often share the same vision but what that would look like in your ideal timeline or world of what you'd like to manifest so the way i see it is that it's sort of utopic by comparison so that's uh, the existing financial system um basically this debt-based society of enslavement disappears basically so that there's a, there's enough resource for everybody and that doesn't mean you know chuck in free resources at people because then what's the motivation to kind of actually do stuff you know if everybody's living in abundance nobody gets out of bed and you know it kind of the whole system kind of stops a little bit so that needs to be figured out but certainly everything could be a lot more equitable than it is debt could be completely restructured um i feel that moving forward into this new earth education of children needs to be reimagined so that they're taught about things which are really important the true meaning of life the true eye consciousness energy pineal gland eating healthy uh, you know food systems uh, being reimagined so that they produce food which is actually healthy for us so pr promotes longevity not disease and and sort of you know uh, sort of that kind of thing I feel what I can see in the future is that um, the whole political system will be reformed so that th these middlemen, these corrupt middlemen that you see in called politicians between the money and the people, they disappear. And actually the people through a quantum system will be voting for policy, not people. So we'll be voting for things that we want to allocate resources to on a local level, as opposed to the, the, the fake asked person in a suit that's making all the promises that then lies and then gets fills their pocket through dodgy contracts and all of that kind of stuff which is basically what they what they tend to do um and i think um what's also going to happen is that we will be um you know there will be sort of everything will move onto the blockchain uh, but that'll be a good thing not a bad thing it'll be sort of a decentralized version of that um We'll be we'll be living in sort of smaller communities. I, I don't see there being borders as such. I think we'll be global citizens. The fact that we can move where we feel um, that resonates. So you know, if you want to live in a colder climate, go and live in a colder climate. If you want to live somewhere where it's a bit warmer, fill your boots and go and live somewhere that's a bit warmer. Um, and there's just lots and lots of changes like that. But I, I see it being a much much happier place. Um, you know, and there's not going to be this constant state of fear and anxiety that they've got the world hypnotized by. You know, we will be living with love, harmony, respect, um, with optimism and hope, you know, because um, ultimately that's really what we're about. We just want a peaceful life and we just want to live sort of in harmony with one another and love one another, really. That's kind of what we are as human beings. So that's kind of how I how I would see it. Yeah, it's beautiful. And I think, uh, anyway, those of us who have, have had timelines on Lyra or remember Lyra, it's, it sounds very much like that kind of what it was like there, like heaven on earth kind of vibes, like everyone's just living in, or even, you know, you could say Lemuria or Atlantis to a degree, those civilizations, which have, we've experienced as a collective, where that is possible when we live in harmony and harmony with the earth and we treat the earth and our bodies well and we treat each other well and because we're all coming from the heart space there's no reason to be an asshole because that person can read you right <laughs> and that person is you so it's like there's no agenda right to yeah it's beautiful thank you for that I love that um Aaron 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 is there if people want to work with you find you look you up is there anything at the moment you're offering or you would like to share um granted keep in mind this is June 
2023 people yeah. might come to this at any yeah. time so whatever whatever what's now and current and then what's a ongoing way to work with you uh so a couple of ways um if you're sort of a starseed or you're just sort of beginning to spiritually develop we run an online membership called the quantum club we've been going for sort of two and a half just over two and a half years now um that we nickname it our jedi school of light um and basically in that we train people up consciously so we've got a vault of about a hundred and i think 20 plus sessions in there which is about 180 hours of recorded content uh that you on demand uh that's indexed that you can dive into and uh, philly boots we have weekly live sessions quarterly workshops and there's a thriving community of 100 plus um sort of star seeds and light workers in there it's just it's awesome that's called the quantum club you can find that on the architectsofdestiny.com website or you can head to my website and it would direct you to it aaronlazar.com um we've also got um as i mentioned that i run every year the akashic uh, mastery academy uh that academy it's the most detailed akashic um program in existence and it takes people from scratch to practitioner level in three months uh, very proud of that. Um, also, uh, as an Academy member, you would get the updates in perpetuity. So this year is going to be the third year I'm going to be running it. Super pumped about that. Uh, that's pretty cool. And then every January, myself and my wife, we run a joint program called Transcendent Dimensions. And that's a six-month program. And what we do is to take all of our modalities that we uh, utilize and we transform people energetically. So we literally clear up people's fields. We clear all the karma. We clear ancestral patterns. Uh, we heal people emotionally. So uh, we use galactic frequency and start purging uh, people's uh, fields. So people kind of heal. Uh, and then what we do is to start to level people up. And by the end of the six months, people are tapping into their highest timeline. So we're literally just coming through to the end of a six-month program that we started in January now. Um, it's amazing to see the transformation and we run that once a year so I think we'll be opening registration or at the end of this year uh, for January in 2024 but other than that I don't do one-to-one -one sessions anymore I used to do them um, and I love doing them but I was kind of so busy I was flat out for about sort of two and a half to three years I didn't have time to focus on groups so I do work one-to-one -one with people inside of the group stuff that we do um, but uh, as far as one-to-one -one sessions, I don't I don't offer them anymore. But uh, please get in touch. Uh, you can email me Aaron uh, at AaronLazar.com or get in touch through the socials. And uh, I look forward to hearing from you. Thank you so much. Amazing. And we'll have all the details of his Instagram and website and all of that down in the in the show notes. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining me. I've loved having you here and chatting with me. And yeah, it's been an honor and a pleasure to work with you. Everyone who's been listening, thank you, thank you, thank you, beautiful souls for being here again. If you've liked this, subscribe, um, leave us a comment on Apple Podcasts, leave us a comment on YouTube, check out all the social media channels. And until next time, beautiful souls, I love you. Thank you for listening to another episode of Cracked Open. Don't forget to hit subscribe and share with a friend if this episode has served you in any way. For more information about the work that I do or to get in touch with me, read the show notes or head to beckmylonis.com. Until next time, beautiful soul.